I'm recording this after a short segment of meditation. And you will probably think, here it is, here's another guy talking about how he meditates for 30, 40 minutes each day, how his life is perfect and he is in full allostatic balance. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. <laughs> I don't even I don't even know how to pronounce it. But basically you're in equilibrium uh, inside and out. And I'm here to tell you that that's not my experience. That's not my experience with anxiety, with depression and with meditation. And the reason why I wanted to share things today first of all is to somehow allow yourself to give yourself permission to be terrible at it. I'm terrible at meditation. Um, I have some type of form of needing to move myself like every 10 seconds or so. And when I started meditating, my first meditation session was one minute and 30 seconds. And I feel ashamed. And there is nothing more terrible in this life than to try a cure for something have poor results and then feel ashamed for it. That shame comes packaged with the idea that you're not good enough, you're doing something wrong. And it doesn't help, especially if you're anxiety or depression prone. And by the way, there are around 10 factors which were scientifically proven that can cause anxiety and depression. And two of them are indeed uh, medical in nature, such as imbalances in hormones, the first one. The second one, your genes, which predispose you to a, sec- uh, a certain type of, um, you know, a certain type of depression, first of all. And also, you are more likely to get depressed. It's been shown, uh, for example, in a study of twins that... Um, you're 50% more likely to get depressed, but this doesn't mean 50% is not 100%. And it doesn't mean anything. It's just, you know, you have a high your likelihood for that to happen. And the two types of depressions are the depression in which you are incredibly inactive. You don't have um, the energy to move around, the energy to speak, the energy to interact with the world. That's like when you're being in a deep, dark hole and you cannot get away from it and you just want to lay in your bed for the whole day. And the other type is the type where there is some movement, there is uh, more excitations of... um, I'm probably butchered, but it's basically... All of your senses are being pushed more towards that manic response and this is when tragedies happen so it's this type of depression is much uh not worse in a sense but you have to have somebody uh take care a bit of you if you're in that state because as i was saying bad things can happen there because now you have the energy to take actions and to move and to do things that you might end up regretting or the people around you might end up regretting. So with this dark turn in mind, the other things are, for example, a lack of 
people around you, like isolation. Isolation makes you more likely to, to be depressed. Lack of exercise, not moving your body, that makes you more likely to, to get into a depression. Um, and I want to remind you, those are proven by actual research papers. And there are many, many other ones that, that can cause it. I don't want to list all of them. But the idea is you will go through those and you will find out that, hey, you know what? If I want to be less depressed, I should eat in a certain way or I should exercise in a certain way or I should meditate because this is where the starting point was. How am I doing that? I know nothing about exercising, about uh, meditation, about... I don't know, making friends or whatever. What humans typically do, they go ask somebody or they read, they inform themselves. They try to get the information from some place or the other. And the information is usually said in exclamation mark and in bold letters and in manners that make you feel like this is the end or be all. Um, a book that I've recently read on the subject, actually tries to stay away from that. The the, the whole idea of the book is that, see, you cannot say with certainty, oh, there's a cure for stress, for depression, for anxiety, for whatever, whatnot. Something works uh, sometimes and other times it doesn't, and that's normal. And I think this is, I mean, no, I think, I'm sure this is the point that I'm trying to make here. The point that you cannot do something wrong. So if you're trying to exercise, you're only exercising for 10 minutes and you don't know how. You have just watched some YouTube videos. You're trying to watch your form, but after 10 minutes, you're kind of exhausted. And you spiral into a more negative thought pattern which is incredibly destructive. Like, ah, I'm not good enough. I cannot do this thing. Um, How does that guy do a one-hour workout when I'm not able to do a 10 minutes workout? Uh, I'm a failure. Everybody hates me. Everybody will always hate me because in that state, it's very easy to make generalizations and so on and so forth. And we're on our minds. And by the way, I think... um, to to sum up those states of depression and anxiety is a way of us hating ourselves and a way of us attacking ourselves. I somehow, I don't know why, but I identify them with autoimmune disease. I'm not saying they're the same thing, they're not the same thing, but in the same way that your body attacks itself or some part of itself in an autoimmune disorder that's what basically uh, depression does to you anxiety not so much anxiety it's a different thing Um, and yeah it's a different discussion but depression definitely is trying so hard to (laughs) to basically um, kill the parts of you and kill the parts of your brain that can um, muster any sort of defense or they're working properly. So, yeah, I'm not trying to give the most medical sound reasoning here. I'm not trying to say that 
um, this is in any way a guide or a good discussion on anxiety on depression. I'm not claiming that. I'm claiming that it's worth trying despite you being terrible at something. Today, I meditated for four minutes. It's a 30-minute meditation with Sam Harris. I don't see why I wouldn't share his name. Um, and I was only able to stay there in in state for four and a half minutes. And the conclusion to that is I have two options. Either smack myself in the head with a hammer, being like, you're so stupid, you're so dumb, you cannot do anything right, as I was stating, or be like, you know what, that's like three times as much as your first time when you were meditating. And you've actually, you're, you're a bit better now, you're breathing more fully, it seems like you're less anxious, although recording this um, audio made me more anxious, uh, because opening up is often quite um, anxiety-giving. <laughs> but um, I think trying to reframe this in those ways, it's incredibly useful and incredibly tough. No, not gonna lie. Um, we've been told and we've been... Um, we're functioning in this way, especially I know you are all very sick of the whole idea of Taipei personality. But if you are Taipei, like I am, then <sighs> relaxing and quieting your mind is probably the hardest thing that you can do. And bashing yourself because you cannot finish your meditation, it's probably the natural thing that comes to you. So maybe, just maybe, see the failure as at least you're trying, at least there are some benefits. And obviously there are, I mean, nobody can say what the actual effects of meditation are, there are studies on that, and there, it's not very conclusive what happens afterwards, after the meditation stops. But during the meditation, while you're in that state, there are improvements in different metrics that you need to be wary, like uh, glucocorticoids and all of that craziness. Uh, and your body tends to be more still, which makes you, again, breathe in a much better way. And because there are so many meditations around the breathing te techniques, while you're breathing, you're calming down. So all of those things are, I guess, good side effects. So is it worse not to do those four minutes or to try and do it and fail miserably but still realize that hey you know what i can do another four minutes in two hours and then another four minutes and another four minutes and so on and maybe if i meditate like five or six times per day for four minutes each time well it's 24 minutes if i do it six times which is quite close to 30 i mean nobody's gonna give me a medal for that but Obviously, that's not something that uh, that I'm looking for. And to end this, again, I think it's very important not to get ourselves discouraged by things. And we tend to do that a lot. And that's what I, I wanted mainly to to try, but uh, to try to express. But also other things which I find incredibly helpful 
to speak about. Um, if you're in an anxious and depressed state, first of all, one, don't eat sweets, don't drink coffee, don't drink anything that can put you in an even more agitated state, anything with sugar, uh, with uh, ba- basically things that can be um, translated into glucose. So here comes any type of artificial sweeteners uh, and fructose and high uh, the, the corn syrup. I, I forgot the whole uh, name of it. High fructose corn syrup, right? That, that as well. Um, so don't go for things that are like that. Um, one thing that I have found out and I'm probably going to get some hate for it I'm a huge fan of intermittent fasting because I hate cooking, so it's just easier for me to eat two or three meals all in a span of six to eight hours. Well, it works and it worked for my weight, but it also didn't help with the anxiety. My anxiety in the mornings when I'm not eating, I'm sorry, goes through the roof. So eating a good um full in fat breakfast that's something that that helps you can try eat, uh, drinking green tea instead of coffee if you want if you want something with a very tiny dose of, dose of um caffeine that's like 10 times as lower as coffee i think um i know that black uh black tea is four times less less in caffeine than um, than coffees and typically when I would be drinking coffee I'd be drinking like two or three cups on a daily basis so it's clearly much better <laughs> if you're not doing that um, keeping yourself and so that's probably the first thing uh, don't eat stupid things and also uh, the second thing that's very close to that when you're finding yourself in an anxiety-driven state, if you have the time, exercise for a bit, like 30 minutes of exercise, that could do wonders. It would, I don't know what's happening there. Obviously, there are some hormones released while you're exercising, but I'm not sure if that's all there is or it takes your mind a bit of things. I think the most important thing that you can do if uh, you're in an anxiety crisis, and I have a bit more uh, personal, um, let's say, experience with anxiety than with depression. So that's why I'm talking a bit more about it. But with anxiety, the best thing that you can do is to take your mind of that thing that causes anxiety. Like I can put myself in a two hour frenzy of anxiously searching for things and looking for things and just pacing around the room like I'm doing right now (laughs) because I'm recording this. But Um, yes it's very important to shift your attention so here meditation can help and exercise can help so those are let's say at steps two and three so try those things and don't bash yourself if you're not at some incredibly high level of anything the fourth thing is very close closely related which is walking I think walking for one hour each day really, really helps. Especially if you're working from home, you need that kind of separation. 
Um, I've been trying to walk 30 minutes in the morning and 30 minutes in the afternoon, and I usually skip the 30 minute session in the morning, and that's not helpful. But walking in in those key areas of day, I think that really helps. Another thing, alcohol, um, any type of addictions, that's not going to help you in the long run. That's a long discussion. This is already 17 minutes in, but it's again, it's a very long discussion, but none of the addictions will help. And especially the more benign addictions, because you will realize, for example, if you're addicted to, to something more dangerous, you will sort of realize that. But if you're addicted to social media or to porn or to video games or to something else or to eating, I don't know, um, those things are much tougher to, to figure out, right? So going when you're feeling that discomfort in your body, in yourself, and you're trying to move your attention, going to a factor that causes addiction is not helping. Like, if you're anxious and you go play some video games, not necessarily the best thing that you can do. It's much better to become, let's say, addicted to working out or to, I don't know, maybe dancing or to doing something with your body rather than... Because, yeah, with video games, I think you're just pressing the issue a bit a bit down the line. And that's coming from a person that used at some point in life to spend... 12 hours playing video games just as a as an escape mechanism and I still sometimes do it like when I'm incredibly stressed I just um, yeah play some video games for like one hour because who the hell would want to do all of those crazy things if everything turns to shit and you get no no um, dopamine from that and um, for me I found it's quite easy to, to play a game that's not difficult, that's not hard, that won't make you stick to it. Um, and I'm I'm going, it, this is going to sound silly, but if you really want to play a video game when you're anxious or depressed or whatever, uh, play an easy game, which is a sports game. Uh, a sports game on an easy enough difficulty so that you can win. You get a fast win, you get a fast um, increase in dopamine. Um, not that easy so that you win 7-0 in a football game. But is enough so that, for example, I, I love playing NHL when I'm when I'm stressed out. So uh, I play one game. It's I'm winning like five three or four two or four three or I don't know something like that, and it makes me feel a bit better. It makes me feel like yeah, you know what? I still got this. So now let's go crack that real life issue that um, uh, I can truly handle. But I'm really mindful now to try and limit those anxiety-driven gaming sessions to at most 30 minutes. I wanted to say 15 minutes, but sometimes that's maybe just not enough, but 30 minutes. And also while at a standing desk. So I'm playing video games if I'm playing at standing desk. I don't know why it took me so long to realize that um, if you really want to do that, <laughs> it, it also helps a bit with um, I'm, I'm not sure what the real benefit of a standing desk is, but I think it helps a bit with moving your body. You will shift. After 10 minutes of playing something, you will find that your knees are, are starting to ache and your body aches and you are moving around, you change your position and 
um, it's I think a bit better than just gaming from a gaming chair. Um, but here's like there's no no sense behind that man. It's just it's just me sharing the um, my thoughts on this with you. Another great thing that can be for you be able to control the things that you're doing like if you're working in an environment where you are only taking directions from somebody it's going to make you stressed out if you rely on somebody else for any sort of stuff that's going to make you stress out it's better to be able to gain control on the day-to-day anxiety driven things that's where taking control works taking control doesn't work in um, major diseases or that type of um, areas where you receive a very negative kind of news Um, and that's an idea that's coming from Sapolsky basically when something terrible happens it's not helping to believe that you are in full control of your life that you are the one that has caused that that's probably the worst thing that you can do to yourself and yeah if you're like me yes you will definitely think that you will definitely go in that that area so uh do as i say basically and don't look at what i do an additional great thing that you can do is to start to search for purpose for meaning um to do something that makes you feel like you're alive to do something that makes you feel like you're important um, that will somehow benefit not only yourself but others which turns very nicely into the next one random acts of kindness to a person that you will probably never see again and when nobody else sees you that's probably going to be the most heartwarming thing ever and um, yeah I'm just thinking of things that have happened and the, the level of people being incredibly grateful when you do something for them it doesn't have to be much it doesn't have to be a huge sum of money but it just shows them that somebody somewhere thinks of them and they react in ways in which you don't even know um very rarely it has happened that someone reacted badly when trying to to do something nice for them so do an act of kindness like maybe buy a coffee for some random dude or uh maybe buy some hot lunch for a random homeless person anything of that sort i think that helps and i think there are many other more things that i haven't covered here um it's great if you also feel like you're belonging if you're in a group an association maybe a sports club i think those places are really neat and one of the best things that happened uh, at uni that i wish would happen in a more let's say regular space um those societies societies that for example the basketball society tennis society uh the society of uh, people who i don't know love chess or any anything any common hobby it's it's great and here's another point it's great if you have a hobby but trying to say that to a person who's anxious or who's depressed it's like going it's not very helpful um it's tough to 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 want to do those things that make you happy when you're 
in a terrible state but again you have to also um, discriminate a bit between anxiety and depression out of those two um, depression is much more hurtful in terms of its actions while you are anxious you can probably do all the steps that I, I said to do a bit earlier like move around eat well have friends meet up uh, do some hobbies some activities and all of that that I said because yeah <laughs> I can remember but in terms of depression it's a bit more challenging so here is the thought of try try to do those things try to try to so if you want to go out if you want to go with friends it's fine give yourself permission to go let's say to the subway station and if you're feeling like hey you know what i cannot do it i really can um first of all i would say if you would want to try one more time if not then at least it's a small win you don't realize it but you at least got out of your house and you got to go to the subway and people will understand um, they will be slightly hurt in the very second when you cancel and be like well, but you can always say hey you know what? something's not all right with me and i need to, to take a rain check and uh yeah that's it so nothing nothing permanent there is no permanent damage done then and you will f and maybe that's not the best example because uh, you're doing this at the expense of other people but uh, the same thing might be with walking or with exercising like if you're doing the first three four five minutes it's good enough and then try to to push for two extra minutes then two more minutes and so on and so forth and then you will uh, hit a good enough uh, baseline that you can build upon and obviously this uh, as i as i stated in the beginning there are those are there are two things that are of medical nature so if there truly is a hormone imbalance that's it's i mean i don't know how to control that with all that extra things like those um psychological factors and physiological factors I'm, I'm really not sure how to how to control those imbalances i'm i'm sure that somebody smarter than me can um and can recommend different that's different ways of living and whatnot but uh, that's a case in which you can you can try uh, some some other methods which somebody who's a specialist can uh, um can tell you much better than I can myself but this is a way of me trying to to help to sort of return the favor of being helped um, and um, I hope things will get better for you